the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, it's Lent. Time for our preparation for Easter. Perhaps you've been thinking what you're going to give up for Lent this past week. I'm doing chocolate and desserts. Uh, I hope I'll make it. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I think that we've perhaps been a little light in our observance of this holy time. Um, Lent is 40 days long, plus, plus the Sundays that are a part of it. And it gets that 40 day length from the scripture that we have this morning. Jesus uh, comes to John the Baptist and he is baptized by John and the heavens open and the Holy Spirit says, this is my son, the beloved. And then the Holy Spirit pushes him, chases him into the desert. And there he is for 40 days. 40 days was kind of a, an expression among the Hebrews for a good long time, a couple of months. Maybe a year. Um, the ark was uh, 40 days and 40 nights in the, in the storm, and 40 days and 40 nights for it to go down. Um, Moses uh, was up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. It's a pious way of saying a good while. And there Jesus confronts the devil, as it says in, in Luke's gospel, and uh, we see uh, him forsaking uh, kingdoms of the earth. We see him not uh, turning stones into bread uh, to do something trivial. But more importantly, this is a time for Jesus to find out who he is and where he's going and what God wants him to do. And when he comes out of that time in the wilderness, he goes to work. In Mark's gospel, he calls the disciples. He begins to preach. He begins to heal and people from all over Galilee come to him and his ministry has started. And probably there he also, he also had a, a danger that if he did that ministry, it might not go well for him and it didn't. He died, but we are here because he was also resurrected. You know, one of the things that has fascinated me about um, Jesus and his ministry is how old he was. Uh, tradition goes back a long time and says that he died at 33 and he preached for probably three years. That means only about one-tenth of his life is recorded in the Gospels. Um, for the most part, the Gospels talk about his birth and then skip ahead to the baptism, except one. Luke, Luke has a, a, a few verses at the end of the second chapter where you remember the story perhaps. Um, Joseph is taking his family down to Jerusalem for a holy time. Uh, they start back and it's apparently a caravan going back to Nazareth and it's a few days before they realize that Jesus is not with them. And so they go back and they find Jesus there in the midst of the temple talking and arguing and debating 
with the scribes and the Pharisees. He is a prodigy. He is someone who, who can speak of the law at a very young age. We should understand prodigies. Mozart was a prodigy. Van Cliven from, uh, from Fort Worth was a prodigy. And that's, that's what Jesus was. Now, what can we think that Jesus would be doing in those 30 years, between, those 20-some years between his 12th day and his ministry? I think in my own mind, he must have been someone who studied the scriptures. Perhaps he was someone who could speak in a, a, as a rabbi and uh, speak as a Pharisee. I think there's a very good chance he could have been a Pharisee. But he, he also had that crazy cousin of his, John the Baptist, uh, camel's hair, eating honey and uh, wild things. And uh, John the Baptist said that there was a lot wrong with what was going on in Jerusalem. A lot that the establishment wasn't looking out after so many of the people, the poor and those who couldn't keep kosher. And that must have had a telling effect on Jesus because finally he goes to John and he goes out into the desert and he begins a ministry that criticizes, criticizes much of what he grew up in and opens the way for some people who thought God really didn't care about them at all. One of the things that I think Lent challenges us to do is, is to have a time of challenge of who we are and where we're going and what Christ means to us. What does it mean to us in our living and in our witnessing? That's the desert we have to go into periodically. That's the time where we have to ask God, what is my ministry and what do you want me to do? And perhaps all of you can look back on some occasion in your own life like that. I had to be careful about who I married, a minister's wife, but also someone who could have some fun. And uh, God, thanks be to God, led me to someone. I also found out that after I had been in the ministry a few years as a disciple of Christ minister, I had great respect for the tradition, but it really didn't speak to me. I had become enamored of the Episcopal Church. And I, uh, I uh, went to see an Episcopal friend of mine in Richmond, where I was living at the time. And uh, we... Uh, we talked about my going into the Episcopal Church. And I had been there no longer than 10 minutes when he said, maybe I should call the bishop. And I said, <coughs> things are traveling right along here. All right. And he called the bishop. And the bishop was on the phone. He'd worked uh, in the office before. And then he put his hand over the phone and said, he'd like to have lunch. Is that okay with you? And I said, sure. <coughs> And we had lunch, and uh, frankly, the, 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 the thing I remember most is being terrified. Um, but at the end, he said, now I want you and Fletcher, Fletcher was the uh, priest I was speaking with, to meet together regularly and talk about this. I want to make sure you're not just drawn by vestments and suits, but really about what the, the Episcopal Church is all about. 
That was my uh, 40 days in the wilderness, only it was over a thousand days. It was three years of meeting and talking. And finally, uh, Fletcher and the bishop thinking, maybe this guy must be serious. And so uh, I was coming home one afternoon and I saw a strange car in the driveway and an old grizzly guy said, I got a job for you if you'll take it. He said, you'll be my assistant up in the Shenandoah Valley at three parishes. And I took it. He was a gruff old guy, but I thought underneath all that's probably a heart of gold. That turned out not to be the case, but, <laughs> but it was an enlightening time. Um, that three years that I had to talk about what I wanted out of the ministry, where I, wanted, where I thought God was leading me, that was essential to me being a priest later on. And I've had other times uh, in my life where I have to go off for my 40 days and wonder, is this where God wants me to go? I've been in New York for 20 years and I got a call from a church in Texas. And that's a long way from New York in a lot of ways. And I had 40 days in the wilderness thinking, is this where God wants me to go? It shouldn't be with just clergy who are doing that. I hope all of you can look back on some experience in your life where you had to wrestle with the future and you said to yourself, God, what do you want me to do and where do you want me to go? That's a good Lenten discipline and thought. But I also would like to uh, say that uh, sometimes it's institutions that have 40 days in the wilderness. You know, when the Revolutionary War started in 1775 and then the Declaration of Independence came a year later in 76, the Episcopal Church or the Church of England, the King's Church, was in the catbird seat. Um, in 1789, when the Constitution was finally written, there was no established church. And the Church of England in America had to think about what its name was and what its mission was and what God wanted it to do. And thankfully, some leaders in our church who spent 40 years, uh, 40 days uh, in the wilderness mapping out what, a, what an Episcopal church would be came up with something that was, uh, it was good for our country. We've had more presidents from our church than any other and we've been able to make a mark larger than the small denomination that we are. When I uh, retired and came over to All Saints, I thought it was gonna be an easy one. Preach every once in a while, take a midday service. I was really surprised when, <laughs> when uh, things got kind of hairy and we lost the building and we're out here and we're in the desert. We're in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, but it'll be longer than that. And this is the time when God is calling upon us to say, what is our ministry? Where shall we go? What shall we do? And how shall we witness? We can't go back, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can go forward and find out what that ministry is. 
And as Jesus sorted out what he was supposed to do, so with the help of our Lord, we will sort out what we have to do and where we have to go. And so I, I hope you have a holiness. I hope perhaps you might find some issues in your own life that you need to talk to God about and ask our Lord what you should be doing. And I remember that this community, this church, this church as we look for a rector and we look toward the future, we're in the desert, but we will move on. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.